Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the uh, Finding Genius Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Nicholas Laus. He's a philosopher, a religious visionary, mathematician, a neuropolitics expert, and a consultant. Uh, We're going to talk about his work. He's written uh, multiple books. Uh, He's also the author of a book called The Meaning of Being Illuminati. So, Nicholas, thanks for coming. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm fine. And you? Good, good. Your background is uh, very diverse. What um, What is the main focus of your work? Uh, I could uh, definitely say philosophy because it is uh, uh, it gives me the opportunity for for grand synthesis, which is uh, my main goal, and uh, it covers all areas of research that you have just mentioned. So, what does a, a grand synthesis mean? What are you trying to understand? Oh, this is a rather challenging question, but uh, I could say that I am deeply and systematically concerned with the interplay between uh, fundamental notions such as time and eternity, the relationship between a being or thing and its meaning, uh, the source of the significance of the beings and things that exist in the world, as well as the ontological potential of the human being. And um, in fact, I try to elucidate the difference between time and what is essentially noble and absolute, namely the good in itself. And uh, furthermore, I am also concerned with the sociopolitical ramifications of these issues. So that's that's why I, I, I highlight the importance of philosophy. So where do you look for answers? Do you look to religion? Do you, uh, I don't know, I mean, do you, do you compare religions and what they say? Or how do you find begin to find answers about any of this? I could rather use the term spirituality uh, to encompass everything formed uh, by human consciousness and everything that transcends uh, physical or biological necessities. This includes, spirituality of course includes religion in its uh, most elevated aspects, Uh, philosophy and science, and I would dare to say even technology, because even technology as an aspect of uh, applied science is a manifestation and an expression of uh, the creativity and more broadly of the intentionality of human consciousness. Therefore, um, I would uh, use the term spirituality to cover all these uh, aspects of human life that transcend basic natural physical reality. So do you think that only people have consciousness or do you think that other living things have consciousness as as well? Uh, 
that they they are conscious living things, as you as you mentioned. And um, if I may seize this opportunity, I would like to say that uh, uh, I find uh, as a starting point, philosophically speaking, I find uh, Hegel's philosophy uh, very inspiring, thought-provoking, and um, uh, it is one of my main areas of research, uh, even though I, I try to uh, somehow reverse certain aspects of Hegelian thinking uh, towards a... What, what, the, what, is a, what does Hegelian thinking mean? What's the summary of it? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, I, could, uh, I could summarize it as follows. Um, Georg Hegel, the German philosopher, who is one of the uh, paradigmatic representatives of modern philosophy, um, Hegel identifies started thinking the following, started thinking about, the, the, about what is spirit, about what is the human being, how the human re being relates to the world. And so Hegel identified three different types of spirit, subjective spirit, objective spirit, and absolute spirit. So according to Hegel, uh, spirit is initially subjective spirit, namely self-consciousness, which is built up in uh, which is built up in, in 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 each individual person, but gradually an objective spirit emerges too. Since we exist in society and uh, we open ourselves up to one another through various institutions, including language. So, in general, objective spirit refers to the world of the natural sciences, the world of customs, the world of laws, and in general to everything that is shaped by human beings in their unity, namely civilization. That's what Hegel calls objective spirit. However, Hegel pursued the synthesis between subjective spirit and objective spirit, and therefore he argued that objective spirit uh, has another side as well. The opposite of objective spirit uh, is not only subjective spirit, but also what Hegel calls absolute spirit, manifested among others as art. So indeed, uh, the work of art fascinates us so much that we recognize ourselves in it. Uh, according to Hegel, in the context of art, this self-recognition does not mean recognizing ourselves in our individual details, but by what is expressed within and through all of us. Uh, from Hegel's perspective, art reminds us that a world that has become mundane cannot uh, completely call itself a world, and that the world must also include transcendence for our existence is really meaningful only if we think beyond that which is fixed between birth and death. And in particular, Hegel identifies the absolute spirit with the logic of historical becoming. And here is where I start departing from Hegelian philosophy. I, I, I follow up to that point but I start departing from Hegelian philosophy from the point at which Hegel identifies the absolute spirit with the logic of historical becoming, thus worshiping history. Why is that? Well, Be because... 
Yep. What, uh, what existential questions do you think Hegel was troubled by or trying to answer? And then, you know, and then, and I want to talk about, you know, how you think differently, but again, first, what do you think he was trying to, uh, to answer or figure out? Uh, Hegel was, um, very much challenged by the argument of Immanuel Kant that we cannot know reality itself, uh, that uh, we cannot have access to the essence of beings and things. Uh, this was something that uh, uh, was uh, uh, very challenging for Hegel. And furthermore, he tried to address the issue of the relationship between consciousness and the world, or inner and inner reality and external or outer reality. And um, these two main issues um, led him to uh, his uh, dialectic, uh, this triple dialectic based on the distinction between subjective spirit, objective spirit, and absolute spirit, or thesis, antithesis, synthesis. And um, these are also very, very crucial questions. The questions, uh, I repeat, of uh, whether, the, whether reality itself is knowable by the human being and how the reality of consciousness relates to the reality of the world. Okay, so what, what important issues do you differ from Hegel on and, and why? You know, maybe talk about that briefly. Yes, very briefly, because this will help us also um, contextualize, contextualize uh, other questions. Um, uh, uh, so, as I said, um, Hegel correctly identified the difference between what he, what he called subjective spirit and objective spirit, and he highlighted the significance of the historical action of the human being, but he identified absolute spirit uh, with the logic of the historical becoming. And here is where problems begin to emerge and where I differentiate my perspective from um, uh, Hegel's philosophy of history. Um, in, in, in Hegel's philosophy, uh, truth, like uh, rational reality, is a living logical process. Uh, so from, um, uh, as Hegel wrote it, uh, what is rational is actual and what is actual is rational. Uh, the, the, the core of Hegel's concept of logic is the absolute idea, namely universal reason, which Hegel in fact identifies with God, uh, which is the potential universe that is the transtemporal, the transtemporal totality of all the possibilities of evolution, and which is historically uh, uh, objective, objectified in the nation state, uh, in philosophy, in art, and in religion. So Hegel calls the realized absolute idea spirit, Geist. Uh, and uh, why is this a problem? Uh, because uh, ultimately uh, Hegelianism um, reduces to a peculiar form of nihilistic historicism. Uh, history 
is meaningful when it is not the realm of necessity, namely when it can be rejected in the same way that a free conscious being can reject the idea of God. Uh, this is not the case in Hegel's philosophy of history, since Hegel identifies the divine reason, the divine logos, with the impersonal coercive logic of socio-historical becoming. So from Hegel's perspective, the Lord, history has an inner, has an inner logic of, revol of evolution. History develops according to its own inner logic. And from Hegel's perspective, this inner logic of historical becoming is um, what we call divine reason. So history, so has, history has its own logic of evolution. But why would history have its own anything? I mean, history is, you know, the, the start of this podcast between you and me now. I mean, history is human action. It's just human action, not at this moment. So why is it, why would it follow any different path or logic than everything that goes on right now? Indeed, but Hegel would actually say that um, uh, there is a logic hidden inside the way we behave, we think, and we interact in the context of this discussion, uh, which transcends us just because it is part of our cultural formation, of our educational background, which in turn reflects the logic of, uh, of the absolute spirit as this absolute spirit uh, is manifested in our dominant and preeminent civilizational structures, which, has, which in turn have formed our consciousness. But my uh, objection is um, stressing aspects of personhood like the ones that you have just mentioned, and the fact that um, historical action, as you said, is really creative if and to the extent that people strive to transcend themselves and seek truth in being, namely genuine truth, rather than truth in becoming, namely the logic of history. And, and in this way, um, we can be, as you said, really creative uh, by opportunizing time rather than being uh, determined by the logic of temporality, whether physical or historical. So I definitely uh, agree with your objection, and therefore I am concerned, deeply concerned, and systematically concerned with the aspects of genuine creativity of the human being. So uh, most people walking around, I don't think they think much about this at all. Uh, what, what kind of uh, thought process or operating system do you think that most of humanity is, is running with right now, and are they missing out? You know, are there things that they should contemplate that they don't? Um, this is uh, indeed a challenging question, and it invites us um, to open foundational questions. But uh, I definitely agree with you that um, if we just study history, we will realize that indeed most societies uh, throughout history do not open not to mention uh, delve into uh, 
at least widely, uh, into foundational questions. And uh, indeed, what you mentioned is, um, is a fact. But uh, on the other hand, the fact that um, certain issues are not uh, um, discussed or analyzed uh, does not mean that uh, uh, they do not affect us. And we are not, um, uh, even though they are, these are uh, significant yet, of course, uh, highly elusive issues. And um, uh, for this reason, uh, I believe that um, it is very important uh, to reconsider to reconsider the the importance of um, investigating foundational issues about uh, what is worthwhile, what is not, uh, what is the meaning of uh, a thing or an action, and how such uh, foundational issues uh, determine our everyday life our conceptions about ourselves and the world, about our potentials, about what we can know, what we cannot know, about what we do know, what we do not know, and which is the best way of action, of acting. I mean, what what do you want to achieve? Do you want to achieve a shift in in people's consciousness and the things that they think about? Or do you simply want to understand, you know, uh, what's in the mind of most people? What's your overarching goal with your work? Um... My uh, marching goal is um, uh, to uh, re- to provide, first of all, a systematic re- reinterpretation of uh, important uh, segments of uh, philosophy and political theory, and to try to uh, propose a reinterpretation of. Uh, uh, pre-modernity, modernity, and post-modernity, and achieve a, a new synthesis between pre-modernity and post-modernity, what we call in this uh, through these terms. And um, my point is to highlight the significance of metaphysics, namely ontology, which is a, a silenced and heavily under-researched issue in in in, com- in contemporary academic life and in contemporary social life more broadly. So, um, uh, first of all, uh, I, many people follow or they are guided to follow the, the, I think, the existential path of the biblical Ishwa, uh, who, who, who sold his birthright for, <laughs> for red, red lentil pottage uh, as we read in Genesis. So by making this remark, I mean that uh, uh, many people have a distorted perception about the things that are valuable and about the, the hierarchy of values. And indeed, uh, many people live, or even worse, they are trained to live according to, to issue as ethos and mentality. Um, therefore, uh, uh, as the highly uh, educated American scholar and statesman Zbigniew Brzezinski uh, pointedly argued in his book Out of Control in the early 1990s, um, even the great powers uh, of the international system cannot avoid lapsing into a state of chaos and decay exactly because their spiritual underpinnings are rotten. Uh, economic, political, and security crises 
are reflections and historical objectivations of spiritual crises. Uh, furthermore, I never stop being amazed by the extent to which uh, the contemporary ruling elites lack intrinsic nobility and are pervaded by, by what I could dare to call spiritually plebeian mentalities. So I feel that uh, I need uh, Diogenes' uh, lump in order to find a member of the contemporary ruling elites worthy of the respect that his or her position of authority commands. Even further... Well, in, your, uh, in your studies, there's, there's philosophical ideas and then there's just, I guess, what I would call human nature. Is, uh -huh. does, philosophy, does philosophy look to human nature or does it always look to higher ideals and platonic forms and, and things like that? You know, what is it called when you're studying actually what happens versus what uh, the thinking is about a thing, you know? Uh, this is a very important distinction, um, of course, uh, but um, uh, my approach is uh, heavily focused on the aspects of human nature, as you mentioned, uh, but of course it is uh, uh, an, an issue for heated debates. Uh, what is human nature and how can one and how can one address issues related to nature anyway so that's that's why i mentioned the importance of metaphysics metaphysics is another name for ontology and ontology is the realm of philosophy dealing with the reality of being namely with what we call nature um there but uh, these are very difficult questions and they have um Mm, very uh, demanding and uh, um, hardly controllable uh, consequences. So they are often silenced. That's why today uh, philosophy is about thinking about thinking uh, or in the context of analytical philosophy, it is mainly uh, related uh, to reason but it is uh, less concerned with uh, what you very pointedly mentioned, namely human nature or the reality of being in, in general, which is the essence of metaphysics. And it has surrendered its privileges uh, dealing with this issue uh, to the natural sciences, uh, wh which follow their own way and their own methodologies. Uh, but um, if uh, philosophy is considered in its totality. Uh, philosophy is, among other things, a, 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 a science of science. But namely, it is concerned with what actually is scientific about science, and it is the ultimate judge of, 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 uh, of, of scientific methodology and scientific reasoning. Therefore, philosophy should not resign from... Um, one of its core realms, which is exactly studying the nature of beings and things, and of course, human nature above all. So indeed, uh, we have to uh, emphasize the significance of this issue uh, in the context of uh, what philosophers call ontology. What about this, uh, this current, you know, coronavirus craziness? Viewing it through the lens of what you know, is it rational? Does it make any sense? Is it, uh, I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen based on the philosophy that you know and knowing about human nature and things like that? I mean, what's your perspective on it? 
Um, the issue of coronavirus uh, can be approached at different levels. At the level of uh, biology, it is, it is indeed an objective uh, challenge and an, object and an objective problem which has to be uh, scientifically addressed through biology, biochemistry and medicine. Uh, at the political level, um, coronavirus uh, has um, triggered uh, different attitudes, uh, which include, unfortunately, uh, uh, drastic measures aiming uh, not at fighting uh, this specific disease, but at uh, structurally changing societies. And um, when uh, certain historical actors want to bring about uh, major historical change, I believe that uh, this should not take place um, under threat or under uh, conditions of uh, uh, policies that uh, clash with humanity's fundamental liberties and liberal institutions, but uh, major historical changes uh, should uh, be evaluated and pursued in the context of uh, a rational, fair public debate. Uh, so at the political level, uh, um, uh, coronavirus uh, has been mistreated, if I may say so, in the sense that um, uh, it uh, has been used as an opportunity uh, to impose historical changes in a way that clashes with fundamental human freedoms. At the economic and uh, business uh, level, I could say that uh, coronavirus has again been opportunized by uh, certain uh, corporate actors uh, who uh, see this as an other, as, as, an, as a new uh, opportunity for speculation. Uh, and of course, uh, coronavirus is a test uh, for society's uh, intel intellectual and moral status and qualities, because uh, by uh, uh, triggering, uh, by uh, humanity's uh, fundamental existential fears and irrationality, I think that coronavirus is, a, is also de facto a, a massive test of uh, humanity's intellectual and uh, uh, moral uh, condition. And uh, this is something that uh, sh should um, be systematically investigated and evaluated. Right. Well, very good, Nick. We're, uh... We're just about out of time. What, what's the best way for people to find out more and to start reading, you know, your book and uh, taking a look at your, your philosophy? Um, my books uh, have been uh, published by uh, Pickwick Publications, which is an, 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 an imprint of uh, Wipfenstock Publishers. So if they visit Wipfenstock Publishers, they can uh, look for my books there. And... Um, 
My other book has been published uh, uh, by Cambridge Scholars Publishing. So if they visit Wittgenstock Publishers uh, in the United States and Cambridge Scholars Publishing in, in, in England, uh, they will find my books there. Okay. Well, very good. Nicholas, thank you for coming. And, uh, you know, in times like these, philosophy is very important uh, when, when there's thank all you. this uh, irrationality. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.